1: Hi, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. (laughs) You're joining Kirk Henderson and Josh It's about 9 o'clock on February 5th. You can hear Josh there cackling in the background. Um, By the time this goes up, this is not news. This is just Mm -hmm. not news. The Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving. Why Josh is laughing is because we spent part of the afternoon together at Mavs Moneyball uh, fellow editor, Doyle Raider's baby shower, and while we're in the baby shower, the news breaks. Josh hadn't gotten there yet, so it was you know a pretty long affair, and people are trickling in throughout the day. And I curse, and I'm sitting there by myself. My friend David <laughs> Neller was with me, and he showed me because I had my phone away. And then right. I, go outside, I and because it's like there's like six or seven Mavs adjacent people there, and so I basically go outside <laughs> and lean up against my car and let out a disgusted sigh. And a guy who's walking in is like really nice guy was like hey yeah I recognized you earlier We you have to cover this don't you and I'm like yeah god and then I see Josh and I flash him a thumbs down symbol and I think you thought I was being an asshole which I was but I didn't you didn't look I thought you phone. Were,
2: yeah I didn't have my phone because I was I was looking at my phone because I was driving so I thought when you did that thumbs down I thought you were just making a joke like oh who left this guy in here like, <laughs> Something like that you know yeah <laughs> And then I, how many times did I ask, like, repeat it? Cause I honestly thought you were like joking. five
1: times. You were like, no, no,
2: <laughs> really, no, I, and I think I went through, full. I think I went through all eight stages within, within two minutes. Uh, our our guy,
1: our guy, Johnny, Johnny saw, Johnny was the first person who had to talk to me after I saw the trade. And I would just apparently uttered. I don't even remember saying this, but I apparently uttered, well, I have to go outside and cover the fucking Kyrie Irving trade. And, <laughs> Because as uh, so I wrote some schlep from my phone, which now has like 20,000 views already on our site because people are just love this stuff. And here we are. So we're recording, like I said, a little after nine. We've had time to process. We know the extent of the deal to go over the extent of the deal. Again, the Dallas Mavericks sent Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, an unprotected 2029 pick. And two future second round picks, which are probably in the next four drafts or four to five drafts, which is to be expected. They beat out the Los Angeles Lakers offer and the Los Angeles Clippers offer, each of which were much more laden on. Um, what do you want to call it? Uh, picks, draft yeah. yeah, 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 on picks and the the. The uh, Nets want to keep Kevin Durant happy. Kevin Durant has an affinity for Dorian Finney Smith, is according to Tim McMahon. So that was you know, getting him was a bit of a steal for them. I think they believe, and they're still ready to cook because Kevin Durant, once he comes back from his injury, was playing at MVP level, and so they're <laughs> still ready to do something in the West. And the Dallas Mavericks are here now, and the takes are <laughs> the takes are far and wide. I recorded the ninety-minute show. By the way, guys, we've recorded a ton of podcasts this weekend, probably like six over like two and a half days. Really appreciate it if you do go listen to them. All of them are different because two of them are about the the Golden State Warriors game. One was about the Kyrie possibility. And then we have, you know, we're going to have three up on Kyrie and each is each is a different deal. And, and you know, the reactions are all over the place. I think my reaction is generally just worry. Um, what What's yours, Josh?
2: Um it's a weird it's like there's two parts of my brain battling battling this or like mm-hmm. my brain is battling two separate parts of it because you can't talk about Kyrie without talking about like there's two very distinct aspects of it of of this that make it risky one of it is you know basketball related and his availability on the floor and then the other of it is of course the really ugly stuff that he has been that he promoted earlier uh in the season that got him suspended um that got the anti-defamation league to reject his donation after yeah, which is pretty amazing yeah. places which... don't do that <laughs> right and you Kirk, i think you've worked for i work for non that... they don't yeah. give money back yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh that that was pretty you know that stuff is there and there's you know he's also he has also done some some good social work in the past, you know that's not to excuse everything, but you know he he's a complicated dude yeah but, that's the that's and, the best way complicated yeah. yeah and and there's you know we follow the Dallas Mavericks, we cover the Dallas Mavericks. I probably am not as much of a fan as I was ten years ago because when you do media for this long, and especially like you know, I used to go to some games and stuff like that, like when you're actually like a media person, you just that part of you gets stamped out a little bit. You know, I try to keep some of it because that's kind of like the fun part of our site. And like, that's kind of like the voice that I think makes our site unique. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. So so there's part of me that's just like, man, you know, if you're... <laughs> a lot of people watch basketball. A lot of people watch the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of different different types of people. And you just kind of think about the last five years and it's like... Two really large groups of people that could be Mavericks fans, women uh, and Jewish and Jewish people. Like, <laughs> if you're a Mavericks fan, like that's that's two groups that they could have permanently lost in a way. Like, you know, between the really awful sexual harassment and abuse scandal uh, that the team went through, and you know, Kimmer Cuban kind of got a slap on the wrist, and and they kind of went on their way after that, and now this, and it's like, you know, that's that's a diff. That's just a difficult. Thing for me to swallow and I know that there's going to be people, people listening that are like I just don't care and I, I can't change people who think that sure. and I'm, I don't want to really fight with those people because those people aren't going to change their mind over what I have to say but it, you know it's just personally it's just a giant bummer that I have to cover this guy and I have to you know deal with all this and we both you know we all know like you know J- jewish people aren't like this crazy minority. they're they're we all know jewish people We're and
1: cuban the- and brian cuban <laughs> our owner is jewish yeah. i mean probably like I, i've never heard him talk about religion in any way yeah like i don't know form. how much how
2: faithful he is like right now CEO. but it's but just yeah it's just tough like i don't know how to talk you know one of our you know uh andy Tobolowski on our site like he this is really difficult like you know when he's been tweeting about it and i can't like i can't be like no like he's, he's like how yeah. feel
1: this way right
2: and it's just it's really difficult that this is gonna have to be like kind of a conversation and the reason why it is is like you know this isn't to say like we wouldn't give kyrie a second chance in terms of like he just hasn't shown any general genuine um Remorse or any of it. And well, that's what's so, so you're to just have.
1: touching. Here's the funny part. I
2: know. And Josh. I haven't even talked about all the
1: other, you know, you're touching <laughs> on the most re, It's been 75 days. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a drama machine. And when you're done talking, I want to read you something from Michael Pena because this is, we keep going. Yeah. Well, no, I,
2: I'm kind of wrapping it up, but the, like there's that part of it. And that part's tough. And that part's like not really going away until Kyrie makes it go away. Like that's in his court. And as far as we know, you know, he, I mean, he just recently shared social media posts, like with Alex Jones, like, like, I don't, so I don't think that part of him is is ever going to go away. Um, So that part's not changing. So it makes me be like, well, why do I need to give him a second chance? if He doesn't really feel bad about it. So there's that part of it. And that's just always going to hang over him as long as he's in Dallas. And it's gonna suck and it's gonna suck to see boy the difference going from New York media to Dallas media in terms of handling this kind of stuff. Like I'm thinking about that. Like I'm thinking about how the Dallas media handled the the sexual harassment scandal, which we had a lot of criticism of the major media of how they handled that. Like how are they gonna handle Kyrie? Are they gonna uh-huh. ask him appropriate questions? Like I'm thinking I'm just all that stuff. That's and that sucks. And it's not even talking about the basketball, which is what we're here to talk which, about. Which like the bat like and, the yeah, basketball so, could be really good. Yeah. But then the other half of it is like, okay, take all that away, which mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm not trying to handle it. I'm just saying if you can somehow segment that and put it in its own corner, like we're talking about a guy that has this is his what? Cleveland, Boston. This is his fourth team now in however many, you know, basically like seven years or so. Uh he's run out his welcome each time. And he's basically like guard Kristaps Porzingis in terms of his injury history and his availability to be on the floor. So like now that's another part of it where it's like, OK, just you're not even talking about his off the court like issues and distractions. Now you're just talking about can this guy even stay on the floor and play because he's like mm-hmm. a really big injury concern and there's all that, you know, and then, you know, that's another part of it. And it's just like you have to dig through all so many of these layers. And at the end of it, it's, of course, wow, this is like one of the most talented players in the league but it's just covered up by all of this stuff that sucks and it's like well and here's the thing he's
1: covered it it's been covered up for a long time he has not mattered for a long time so i'm just going to read you a piece from from uh our part of uh michael pena who is a former celtics guy and clearly just like had his fill of Kyrie shit. Like this is not a, this is not an unbiased piece. (laughs) Yeah. And I I'm quoting here. The Mavericks finally made the Faustian bargain that was induced by several foolish decisions from their recent past with Don, still only 23. It came a lot quicker than they probably hoped it would. Four days before this year's trade deadline, Dallas game in gave in time. And again, Irving has shown what he is an amazing talent. Who's more erratic than effective. His employer is perpetually one bad day from an overwhelming nightmare. Irving will demand a trade, not show up to work, threaten surgery, or sleepwalk through an important game. His effort wanes. His engagement fluctuates. He's temperamental at the worst possible moment. There are several people who will look at this trade and think, wow, Dallas now has two all-star starters, super team. These people are very confused. Irving's production does not align with his aesthetic. He's only made three all NBA teams in his career, and he has not gotten out of the second round since 2017. That was a long time ago. He's now a couple of months from his 31st birthday and would reportedly be demanding a four-year max contract that no rational person would think is a good idea. And this is what I've run into. Because I do these live shows and I'm very engaged on social media. And my favorite is these younger folks in their early 20s that remember Kyrie from when they were young teens. And I'm just like, how is this a thing? And he is, he, for, you know, we're probably going to get, let's just just be clear, we're probably going to get 10 to 12 games of remarkable basketball.
2: It's going to look awesome. (laughs) It's going to look really good. You start Sometimes. to
1: think through this stuff and it's like wait, did did this did this happen from Tom Haberstraw? He said Kyrie Irving played 143 of a possible 278 regular season games during his Brooklyn Nets tenure. KD and Kyrie played together for 74 of a possible 206 games after KD returned from his Achilles injury. KD, Harden, Kyrie played played 10 total games. Kyrie or I'm sorry, Katie. Kyrie Simmons played 24 games. This is like everybody who's excited in the short term. This, like, Mark Stein nailed it with his piece that you should go scroll, subscribe to his Substack. I'm not going to read you very much of his piece because it's long. He said he simply wrote this that I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. This has to work from the Mavericks' perspective. Th- there's no more fucking it- around, guys. The, the the error of the big move, okay, oh yeah, you might think, oh, the Mavericks get some of their pieces back. They sent off a 2029 piece. That doesn't matter. They'll be able to move something immediately after this draft. The only contracts who are left with the team are what we all universally agree are either rookie scale, Jaden Hardy, and Josh Green, or bad contracts and Luka Doncic. That is it. You are not getting a positive value you have to send money out to get players back this was the big move this is it maybe i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong hope i'm wrong but i have enough sure this is the big they move.
2: could they could maybe make an maybe depending on mm-hmm. what they you know depending on what happens you know you still have your two young young chips blue chips if you want to call them that with josh green and jaden hardy you still have the ability to trade what they can probably trade two like once the, this draft is over, they can trade twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. I don't know if they can trade any more. You know, I don't know how that works. They can do pick swaps. So they still have two picks, at least two picks, two young players that you know. Judging by what reporters were talking about, apparently Josh Green is is respected across the league as like a young young prospect kind of guy that you would include in one of these deals. But you're right now. You know, the they're running out of like productive players that make money because you know Maxie makes some money. Um, but, uh, you know, THJ is not a sought after player and Davis Bertans is not a sought after player. And those are their guys left that, you know, make you know, significant amount of money. Reggie Bullock, maybe um, he's got a kind of desirable contract, but they would have to trade it like at this deadline or like at the draft because that's when he become you know, because he's, I think he's only guaranteed 5 million uh, next year. So he could look pretty nice uh, as either a role player for a contender or another kind of way for a team to shed some salary in a deal. So, I mean, there is a chance that they could make another big move be- just because of the pick situation. So we'll see, but you're right. You know, Dinwiddie and Dorian were probably their two best, like, contracts to move. They for- turned Dinwiddie into players that
0: Yeah,
2: overpaid. They,
1: right? They turned Dinwiddie into positive value, which is amazing.
2: Yes. Yeah. And I think the thing that sucks is, like, the thing that makes me so weird about this trade is like, I want to talk about what you like that stuff. Like I want to talk about like him staying on the floor, basketball fit, you know, the stuff like, you know, showing up to practice the threat, you know, the knee surgery stuff. Like I want to talk about that because that's kind of like standard distress star stuff. And let's be honest, the Mavericks asset situation, they were going to have to trade for someone that wasn't like, Gonna have a hundred percent of his shine, you know. Like, because uh, you think about all the other teams in the NBA. Like, like think about Pascal Siakam, who doesn't really have a blemish so far on his career. A great, you know, in his prime, exactly what you want for the modern NBA. Like, he's on the cusp of making an All NBA team. You know, he's got that type of talent. Like, that's the type of guy that like every team is gonna want. And when you think about the Mavericks trying to get like, you know, can the Mavericks trade for them? Well, it's like, well, they can, Well, when the, when the draft is up, they can trade all these picks. And it's like, yeah, guess what? A lot of other teams can trade a lot of picks, not only their picks, but the picks they've gotten from other teams because guess what other teams trade for draft picks. Like it's like, <laughs> this isn't just like a Mavericks thing where, where no one has uh, other teams draft, like other teams and contenders have multiple draft picks that aren't their own. So and they have young players that are a little bit better, and they have you know a more you know more depth. Like like the Memphis Grizzlies could easily outbid the Mavericks in a deal if for a star. If if there was a, a bidding war, the Oklahoma City Thunder could could beat literally every team in the NBA on a deal with their young talent and their picks. So the thought is is like when we talked about the Mavericks making that move for the next All Star. There was no way they were going to get the guy. That's like wow there's no drawbacks to this guy. You know, they were always going to have to trade for someone that's like, well, I don't know because they were going to have to trade for someone that other teams weren't going to meet, you know, weren't going to go there. You know what I mean? Uh And it's just unfortunate that the one that they picked is the one that recently spread, you know, misinformation about like the Holocaust not existing and, and Adolf Hitler quotes. And I'm just like, why couldn't it have just been like Zach Levine with his injured knee. And like, maybe he's like a little bit of a prima Donna, you know, like why does it have to be this guy specifically? But that's, kind of why the Mavericks had to make the move, though, right? Like, right. just because of where they're at as an organization. They were always going to have to trade for someone like Kyrie in terms of... Uh,
0: this is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut!
1: Just go to frito com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com. The,
2: the reliability. Like, it was always going to
1: have yeah, to be Yeah, everybody's going to have a... There's no such thing as a distressed asset that, like, like just, it's in the name. Like, distressed mm-hmm. implies some challenges. It's mm-hmm. just this guy is... He's got it's, some extra challenges it's it, it, and well, the thing about him is that he causes so many distractions you forget what the distractions are. I've been sort of dealing with this all day long, and it's like, and well, all week long where it's like wipe away his dalliance with like not believing the Holocaust was real. you know, can't believe that's a thing I have to say out loud <laughs> um it's the it's everything else I mean when he he threatened knee surgery. Yeah, to the Cavaliers way back when so that they would force him to the Boston Celtics, who then he burned bridges there so badly. And it's just like, you know, we're going to have to publish every fucking quote from this guy, every stinking quote, because he is a quote machine. But he is also temperamental and goes back on just about everything he says, everything. I mean, there's like this this thing that's killing me because the jokes online today are outstanding. I mean, and it just, just, you know, today he, Kyrie Irving, Chris Haynes said Kyrie Irving is said to be quote ecstatic about, uh, (laughs) about joining the, the trade of the Dallas Mavericks and looking forward to joining forces with Luka Doncic, a league source tells Chris Haynes. I mean, it's, it's Kyrie telling Chris Haynes that, A, I hate this league sore shit. Kyrie told him that. Uh, then, this is amazing, 2017, August 30th, Gary Washburn has a tweet <laughs> that said, having been told that Kyrie is, quote, ecstatic about the trade, <laughs> looking forward to playing for Brad Stevens and understanding the Celtics' tradition. Then one more, <laughs> Kyrie, I'm here, this is a Kyrie quote, I'm here for the long haul, Cleveland, and I'm ecstatic. Super excited and blessed to be here, a part of something special, July 1st, 2014. <laughs> That's just funny. It's yeah. I, like, there's, there's nothing real about this, but it's just.
2: Yeah. And, and speaking of like the Cleveland, I think it's really important to talk about his Cleveland and Boston stints, because you've seen this, Kirk, when you talk about his games played in the last, basically since he's joined Brooklyn, basically everyone everyone that's like, that's against you just brings up like, Oh, well, you know, he wasn't hurt. He, you know, he wasn't hurt the whole time. He just, he didn't take a vaccine that could, you know, then they bring up the vaccine stuff and like how many games he had to sit out because he didn't get the vaccine. And while that's part of our point, like a lot of people like to try to use that as like a red herring in terms of like his availability and like, Oh, it was just the vaccine. And we're done with the pandemic stuff now. So it's going to be fine. And it's like, guys, before the pandemic started, which is basically every season he's played up until his last season in Boston, 2018, 2019. He's only hit the 70 game marker. He only hit the 70 game mark three times in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons. He hit 70 games three times in Boston. He was 60 and 67. Uh, games and he's a weird dude like,
1: too. Cause his injuries can't... are, his injuries aren't like, like KP's were systemic from how he played his height, his build.
2: Yeah. Kyrie has weird injuries. Yeah. Cause like, he's like an athletic dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's weird about it. You, you the injury, and, he, and it, and it goes all the way back to Duke, right? It, wasn't he hurt a lot when he was for most of his freshman year? Yeah. yeah. He's had some odd ones. So it's like, I'm not
1: sitting here acting like the guy's an injury clown or something like that, but he really has missed I'm a lot a of time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it happens at impromptu times. And like, I'm having this fun debate in one of my bigger group chats and Mavs fans where it's, it, it's like we still only have two ball handlers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like the the one of one of Spencer's underrated aspects this year was that dude was really fucking reliable. He played a lot of games.
2: He did. I don't think he really. I mean, did he miss any games? This I think he did one. miss at least one, but
1: I'm not yeah, going to go okay. look because I'm I'm want to <laughs> prolong this podcast. And then,
2: and then the other funny part about all this is like this: Kyrie was in the midst of probably his best season uh you could argue of his career (laughs) um he's averaging 27.1 points per game which is the third Mm -hmm. highest but his efficiency has been really good he's shooting a career high on two pointers he's also played in 40 games this year like he's on pace to actually probably play the most games he's played since 2019 i think um so like despite all that it's just kind of funny like because all this stuff is happening and it's like oh and that's the other part of it that's why it's so tough right because when he's on the floor like you look at his basketball reference page and it's like the dude doesn't have like there's not one season that sticks out that's like oh wow he was like what happened like he is pretty consistently productive like Mm -hmm. this is a guy that knows how to score and he can shoot and he can like it's just crazy how much talent there is. And it's crazy how much stuff you have to weed through to kind of get to it. Uh, And that's why he was available for one first round pick. That's why he was available for, you know, Dinwiddie and Dorian who are two solid players, but those aren't all stars. And those aren't guys that are young up and coming fresh pups, you know, those are both 30 year olds. So it's a, it's a, it's a back and forth. It's it's weird because like we've how long have we been talking? We haven't really even talked about like well, how is he going to fit with Luca? Like that just. Well, I mean, I, yeah, and and you know? and we probably should have led with that because people like it when we we're
1: positive first. But I did a, I was pretty positive on my other show because it's like it's in. I'm I'm. There's not much I can do about it. I just, I find myself like the line to losing Luca Doncic. It just the path grows narrower. It mm-hmm. just does, and I nobody want nobody wants to hear that. And your your thoughts are all people's thoughts are always, ah, oh, well, you don't know. And you're right, I don't know. But I do know how the world works. I I've watched the NBA for a long time. I know that Luco grew increasingly frustrated with what was happening this season. And so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm 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 I don't know. I'm I'm tired. It's weird because
2: this is a kind of deal like they needed to make a deal for a player mm-hmm. of Irving's talent, but this is also like there's no going back. It's like, Gosh. it's a catch-22. Like, they had to make a deal. They couldn't go down the path that they were continuing to go down, but they also knew that that any deal they made, it was gonna, it's gonna be the make-or-break, and it's gonna be the one that defines Nico Harrison's tenure as a GM. It's gonna be the one that sets up whether the Mavericks are a contender for the next ten years. Like, it, this is we are now. Like, the clock had already been started ticking in terms of like. Luca and keeping Luca but it is it is loud now like it is you like you said you can draw a line in the sand here from here on out like you can look at it and th- this trade is either going to be the trade that started a successful oh excuse me with the cough a successful kind of second 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 wave of Luca's Mavericks tenure as as successful in keeping him here for the long term Or this is going to be the day you look back on and go, oh, well, this is where it all started to go to to hell in a handbasket. So we don't, we don't know, (laughs) you know, we, we can make predictions be based on Tyree's extent, you know, he's been in the league, you know, over 10 years. So we can guess based on history, but we really don't know. So, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the encore stuff now? I mean, briefly, because we don't yeah. really know what it's going to
1: look like other than the fact that I think having a guy like Kyrie and, and whatever Jason Kidd has been running, like the very yeah. much freelance, <laughs> like feels like a very. Hunting. I like so switch off. Like if there's, if there's one person, you know, Brian Damaris said this online. It's like, are you really going to double Luca now? And it's like, you put Kyrie in the short role. Good night. Good
2: luck, or just catching it open on the wing, like you know, after it's the ball swings when Luca gets doubled in the corner or something. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be, yeah. I mean, he's the (laughs) despite everything we said, he's like the most he's like the 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 most offensively talented guard in basketball in terms of he doesn't
1: need he doesn't need plays. He yeah. is an off like he is is a is 12 minutes of offense unto himself in a game yes. because yeah. he's just that capable. The, the, the questions, as always, are what we've already talked about. How many games are we getting? I mean, mm-hmm. he's not getting a contract. See that that's much that's been reported. Like this is gonna wait till the offseason. He was not going to play for the rest of the year with the Nets. That's part of why they probably went ahead and pulled the trigger because he just constantly threatened them with non playing. I think he comes to the Mavericks with a good attitude, but how long does that attitude last? Do we get 20 games out of him? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> if they get 20 games, like they're more than likely going to go into All-Star break like just at 500. Cuz we don't know how much Luka's going to play. They have a hard schedule. So they come out of this and if they're able to like rack some games up, you know, they could beat they could still be top 4 in the West. I mean, they were top 4 in the West earlier this week.
2: Yeah. The, the West is still wide open. And again, like we said, You know Denver and Memphis, the two teams at the top, don't really put fear into you because Luca has beaten those teams repeatedly throughout his career. So, you know, I I don't know, but it's going to be. And then you know the other thing is like, hey, you know Dinwiddie's gone, but you know uh, Dorian's gone. So, you know Josh Green, the starter, that experiment starts now. Um, So we'll we'll get a really good idea of how much Josh can contribute to a winning basketball and playoff basketball. He's going to get a lot of playoff minutes. We're going to, you know, he's going to get thrown in the deep end with the, with the playoff stuff. Uh, they're going to really need him. And there's evidence that maybe more time for him on the floor could actually make things better than what it was. Um, and then you know, we'll see where it is. Because the weirdest thing about this Mavericks team is that like, you make this trade for Irving, who is an all-offense guy. Like, he, cannot yep. really, he doesn't play any defense. He has the, he's the been better abilities. on defense this year. I was looking at some
1: stuff. He's not okay. bad. Yeah, he has the ability because, like, athletic super freaks have the ability to be good at stuff.
2: They just have to try. (laughs) Right. Like, I think the thing that is going to surprise, you know, if you're a Mavericks fan that doesn't get to watch a lot of other basketball because it's really hard to watch 82 games of your own team, probably the most surprising thing you're going to see when you see Kyrie on the floor is like, wow, he's actually, like, big. Like, he's not huge in terms like he's six, you know, he's about like six two, six three. But I'm he's long and, and he's sturdy. Yeah,
1: and him and, next to t- Jaden Hardy is what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Everybody tells me Jaden Hardy's six four, and I'm like, if Kyrie Irving's bigger than this guy, I'm gonna be mad at all y'all. Yeah.
2: So you know he could play defense if he, if he want. he can play when he wants to. So we'll see if kid. You know that's supposed to be kid's thing, right? Is getting these guys to buy in on that end of the floor. So we'll see. Um, but presumably the defense is going to drop off without Dorian, but maybe the green increased minutes make up for it. Because honestly, I think we would both agree that green's had a better defensive season than Dorian so far. Um, and then we'll see after that. I mean, it's going to be, I, I kind of, I'm optimistic about the rest of this season because Kyrie has, I mean, make no mistake about it, about what he says and his, proclivity to maybe like threaten retirement or like how much he loves basketball i think he wants this is his last chance at a like a big contract Uh he's 30 like this is it like he's not going to get another contract like this size when he's 34 Like he's just not so i think he wants to get that contract so i would honestly expect the rest of the season to go pretty smoothly i don't know what the playoffs are going to entail but i bet he plays i bet he plays well and i bet he keeps the amount of uh you know weird crap off the court stuff i bet he he tries to minimize that maybe a little bit the thing that we don't know is what's going to happen when he signs that you know if the mavericks give him that multi year deal that's when you're like i don't know like all bets are off like once he gets that contract i have no idea what his commitment to the team's going to be i have no idea what his mindset's going to be uh but if i'm looking at a glass half full tick, i honestly think the rest of the season will go by relatively normal for kyrie standards uh in terms of like incidents so uh I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it right now. But like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when he signs that contract. Like, I
1: mean, I'm well, looking forward awful. to it. The sooner <laughs> him and Luca are on the floor together, the sooner we feel better about this. I mean, that's right. where
2: that starts Wednesday, the, hopefully.
1: Hopefully, yeah. If he comes back, uh, Luke, because we we don't know what Luca's status is, right, and that's right, all right. that. I mean, I I've sort of you know for one of the things people fail to understand is like for us, for you and I, what we do in this hobbyist with a professional slant to it is like Kyrie on the team is objectively fantastic for us we became like the second site in our in our uh team um traffic for like the for what SB Nation does because of this stuff (laughs) like Mm -hmm. our the podcast I posted from four hours ago has more downloads than some of the stuff that we get you know after big games oh yeah so it's like I, I would like the Kyrie thing to work. It's just, I feel like, you know, the Arrested Development clip that I posted, where It's just <laughs> like, it just might work for us. Right. And it hasn't worked for anybody. It right. barely worked for Cleveland. Like, yeah. I, I'm so excited. I, I love that shot too. It's one of my favorite moments in NBA history. But that shot can't influence 10 years of how, how you feel about a guy. It just can't.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and but then at the end of the day, like you look at the history of the Mavericks and what they put next to Dirk and what they've put next to Luca, and you know, if you didn't know about all the all the really gross stuff he's promoted Mm -hmm. off the floor, even with the injuries and and the and and stuff like that, you'd probably look at and be like, okay, like it's not that hard to talk yourself into it because let's be real, like Kyrie Irving is an All Star starter. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times did Dirk go to the All Star game alone? How many times has Luca gone to the All Star? Never team? had a starter. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. in terms of talent, this is this is unprecedented for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is like the most, the two most talented players they've had at the team at the same time since maybe like the '80s teams, like when they had you know Rolando Blackman and and, and Mark Aguire. Like maybe the you know the big three with Dirk and Finley, but like Finley and Nash were not considered talent wise like top. I don't know. I don't know how you want to define it, but you know, yeah. Nash made one all-star team. Finley didn't make yeah. a ton of all-star teams. I don't think uh, with Dirk, at least by the time Dirk was there. So like, this is kind of crazy. Like we, this has kind of been the thing we kind of talk about. And then fortunately they had to do it for the one guy. Like I said, that spouts a bunch of freaking nonsense and, you know, makes a lot of, a lot of our friends really uncomfortable. Like, I can't blame Mavs fans. They're like, you know what? I don't need to tune in to, to watch the team right now because, you know, the stuff he said is gross and you, People have to draw lines somewhere, but. Well, and most yeah. people, honestly, that's it's the crazy. Most people don't know about
1: this stuff. Yeah, most people don't care. That's why Not I sure. waffle on how much I talk, like, want to talk about it, because it's like I personally will feel a certain way about things. And it's like, well, you know, you just run into people on the street the text messages from friends where it's like, well, I, you know, one of my friends who's, you know, dear friend and really honestly, like as left leaning as he gets where he's just like, I had to stop caring about what these people, what these sports ball guys do. I just I can't. I don't, I don't watch sports for that. And I, I said, I understand.
2: I get it. Yeah. I mean, he has a committed. Really? Yeah, I know. It's well, just, it's just it, it's we, we can't
1: ignore it. It's, it's, yeah. it's something we have to bring up and it's just like, you know, for every one guy in the chat today, he's like, well, he does all these good things. You don't talk about those. And it's like, well, like, I just can't put on like for, for somebody that there's a lot of people out there that don't seem to understand exactly the magnitude of why that
2: matters. Yeah. I mean, it got so bad. He missed games because of it. Like, it's he not missed even He games. Thing. He never apologized. Yeah, so. like, once it's... Like, we can debate, like, how much does it influence the basketball? it influenced the basketball stuff because he missed games. He got suspended. Like, it's, yeah. right. it's hard and to remember that, that part. Yeah, Right. Like, I, I hope he
1: plays every single game he can for the Dallas Mavericks.
2: Yeah, they need him. Um, I'll, I could tell we're kind of winding down, but I want to get to one more thing before we go. And I will say... Again, I'm kind of I'm bummed that this is the guy they decided to, to make the, the big shakeup move for. But I'm also like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but there's also like a sense of relief that like they are moving away from this roster that we've been watching together, some of these guys since 2016. Um, and they are finally piece by piece, you know, small, you know, move by move, just getting away from this 2018, 2019, 2020 roster that me and you have been talking about for years, that they've uh-huh. just committed to these guys for so long. And it's made things made things really fun for some fans and for even us, you know, to watch these guys. You're like when you watch guys for a long time, you 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 grow some attachment, attachment. Absolutely. But at the on the other end of the spectrum, I'm like, it's you know, I don't want to be disrespectful here. People are gonna be really upset. But Dorian averages eight points and four rebounds a game. And yeah. at the end of the day, my fandom has been stamped out a little bit enough to where I'm like, I just want to see the team shuffle. Like they need to shuffle things up. Like, and they need to do something to get this going in a different direction. And I like the staleness was setting in for me. It has nothing to do with the guys. It has nothing to do with what incredible development stories that they are. But it's just one of those things where it's like, we talked about it, like, Dorian was like Dorian was on a path of being like top eight in all time in Mavericks games played, and I'm just like, like I love Dorian as a person and what he's done with this team, but there has like if you want to be serious about winning, like you just you have to start making these kind of tough decisions and you have to start changing things up when they're not working, and that part of me is like really relieved, like because you think about like they got rid of KP, you know they traded, um, you know they traded Dorian uh you know they they traded Delon you know they kind of got oh, yeah. through some of these guys and we like okay that's kind of what you need to do and you know next up is maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. You know Dwight Powell's on an expiring we'll see where he goes but like I'm I'm glad that they're that they're not in that the new regime even though it's still Cuban calling all shots is just not in love with the roster and it just It also made for like talking about the team. It made talking about the team really hard because it created these battle lines between the fan base, between the media, between the people that work for the team (coughs) where it got really ugly because it's like, I don't want to trade Dorian because I think he's a bum. I just think that they need to get better. And you know, they've tapped him out and he's 30 and it's time to move on. And then you say that and people respond to you with like, Oh, you're a, You're a freaking hater. You hate these guys. You think these guys suck, and it's just like I couldn't take that anymore. And I'm so glad that like at least the conversation is is shifting a little bit, and the roster's changing, and we can start talking about this team in a different way. It's definitely Uh, yeah, and
1: and and we've been clamoring for that. So there's an element of that. It's certainly there. I will say, shouts to Mark Cuban for once again proving where there is smoke, there is fire. Maybe next time, don't react like uh, I have the vapors you're suggesting we make and then like pull off for the second straight trade deadline. I might add a blockbuster yeah. trade. So. Yeah. So. Well, come to Maz Moneyball. We're going to have a whole host of opinions <laughs> and thoughts. Lord knows. Um, we, we have a whole bunch of stuff um, that people are thinking about. Um, gosh, I need to publish some of this stuff and yeah. we've
2: got like eight pieces written by our staff like it feels like in the hopper
1: yep 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 okay this has been fun and weird and ridiculous um <laughs> all right we will uh we will talk soon this has been kirk henderson and josh Boat, Mads moneyball please check out all of our site and check out the various podcasts over the last several days there's a lot of stuff going on and we will talk with you a little bit later in the week bye guys